0: Constellation. 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 Hello, and welcome to Soulful Wildflowers, a podcast where we explore topics and modalities to help raise your vibration, strengthen your internal guidance system, and your connection with self. I'm Carrie, a writer, emotional wellness coach, empath, and explorer of spirituality. My goal is to awaken the lightworker inside of you by discussing topics you may have previously thought out of reach, so welcome to WooWoo 101, a down-to-earth approach to spirituality. As Dolly Parton once said, wildflowers don't care where they grow, so no matter where you are in your awakening, years in, or just starting to explore, you're exactly where you need to be. We're so grateful you're here and can't wait to grow with you. hello hello and welcome this is another episode of the soulful wildflowers podcast my name is carrie fox and today we are going to be talking about women's hormones menstrual cycles um menopause and all the fun things So, if you are able to join live on Facebook, welcome, thank you, Um, definitely say hello in the comments, in the chat, I also have a new microphone today, a new uh, setup here, so if you can hear me and you are watching live, please give me a thumbs up or um, just let me know that you're here so that I know that you can hear me okay. And I'm just gonna make sure that we're in the group. So if you don't know if you're catching this recording um, later, whether it's on iTunes or Spotify, you can join us here on Facebook for these episodes live in the Soulful Wildflowers community. And it's a Facebook where we, I generally go live for every episode. Um, We talk about different topics and sometimes I'll hop in And do some random lives outside of my podcast episodes and just share little um, bits of wisdom and things that are coming up for me so if you're not in that group already definitely join us um, yeah and grow with us so all right let's see here I have some notes here because well first off this is an interesting subject as I'm sure many of you are, are so excited to listen in on and I wanted to talk about this because just to give you a little bit of background, um, first of all, everybody has hormones and I think it's something that we kind of sweep under the rug, whether we're talking about menstrual cycles, we're talking about um, menopause and the changes, the biological changes that women go through, Um, men also have hormones and I feel like we don't give this piece of our, our bodies um, enough attention and enough awareness about what is happening and what is going on. So for me personally, um, and I've shared this before, but I have three young girls. My youngest is actually getting ready to turn two this month, which is very exciting. Um, but I did not jump back into my, my pre-baby body as um, I did with the first two. And in addition to having a baby right before the pandemic, um, which was about a year old, you know, with everything with COVID, there was a lot of extra weight gain there. And I'm not a young chicken anymore, (laughs) a young chick. Um, So it's all these things that are kind of accumulative that has really gotten me down this path of you know, um, thinking about my thyroid health and thinking about just my health in general, my, you know, on this podcast, we talk a lot about our mental and emotional health and there's also physical health as well. So I've started, um, you know, eating cleaner and going out in the mornings, going for a light jog, a light walk, just to get my body moving and get that energy moving. Um, taking walks at lunch again, to get the energy moving. So, It's something that has been coming up for me and I generally feel when, you know, when these, these bouts or these, these ideas come, it's generally time for me to share them when they're sitting so heavy on my heart or so um, openly on my heart. I'll say, um, I find that when I share them, I get a lot of people who are saying me too, you know, I'm going through something similar. I'm having similar experiences. And so um, it's something that I would like to share. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And also um, I like to educate myself and I like to do my best to just expand my awareness on these subjects and topics that I'm talking about. So I have this book here and let me see for those of you that are on live with me see if I can hold it up into the camera it's energy medicine for women and this is by Donna Eden and my understanding this is a pretty popular book but the whole point is it's all about hormones all about um, women's life cycle and it talks pretty heavily about aligning um, using your your body your energetic body to kind of help regulate your hormones so um, we're kind of going to talk about kind of talk from the book from what I've learned so far and it's interesting because I I haven't even gotten to the exercises yet that they um that they have in this book and again the book's called Energy Medicine for Women by Donna Eden um, but as I'm reading just the first couple of um paragraphs it's all of these like uh, ideas are are coming and, and aha moments so I was like oh I just I just need to share this. All right, so um, the book really just stresses the importance of how hormones play in your body and the way that they control the different aspects of your body, how you're feeling physically, emotionally, and then how energetically it can show up as well. So one thing that I find interesting, I don't, and I just mentioned this, but I don't think we give hormones enough credit And we don't realize how, um, such an intricate role that they play in our, our health. And so I'm going to share a couple of pieces that I've read in the book. And of course, oh no, did I lose my tab? Oh no, wait, here it is. We're good. Okay. So I just wanted to kind of set the stage about, um, the importance of hormones or the way that this, this gal kind of illustrates the importance of hormones because I think it's really powerful. So she says it is difficult to grasp how potent your hormones actually are. The estrogen that regulates your menstrual cycle influences your sex drive and prepares you for pregnancy secreted continually during during your 30 or so childbearing years will, according to some estimates, have a total weight of less than an olive. So an olive, a little teeny tiny olive. So all of the hormones that are secreted throughout your body throughout your entire um, life cycle of i think she's saying childbearing years here so think about the time you get your period the time you go to menopause it's it's the size of a little teeny tiny olive and your body's constantly secreting hormones so um the way that she explains it here is that You know, if you think of your body as a theater, your hormones are the ones that are pulling the curtain up and down. So, um, they're regulating your cycle, they're regulating your temperature, um, triggering different processes within your body. And each cell has its own little curtain that is going up and down constantly. So it's really interesting to think about over a 30-year span, and you have all this going on in your body, yet it's only the size of an olive. How potent! Is that that little teeny tiny sliver that makes up your body? So I found that really interesting, and um, you know when you think about that holistically, and we talk about imbalances in your hormones, imbalances in your body, you can imagine that just even the the tiniest um, drop of excess or lack of hormones in your body, whether it's estrogen or or progesterone or all the things I am not a scientist y'all but um, it really makes a difference and so you know as I'm kind of thinking through this I just find it really interesting about um, you know thinking about regulating the hormones in your body and as I'm getting getting distracted here sorry so, the other thing that she talks about that I think is really interesting here is the the idea that we're really just kind of going backwards. Like, if you think historically, I feel like we've probably known more about our bodies or cared for, maybe have... Um, what's the word I'm looking for here, had more awareness about our bodies and just how potent they really are and the cycles that, that um, we go through as women, like talking like thousands of years ago, than we do today. So one of the other things, um, there is a study that she articulates in this book talking about women's menopause. And how in the 1950s essentially they considered women's menopause to be like um, You know a, a disease essentially and that you would be prescribed a pill to adjust your hormones so you wouldn't go through menopause which Thinking today seems kind of ludicrous, but back in the 1950s. That's like your grandparents and this was not that long ago, so it's really interesting. Where, you know, if you think about it, you have these pharmaceutical companies who are creating drugs and creating hormones to stabilize your hormones because your your hormone levels are changing as you're going into menopause, and they're giving you hormone replacements, hormone therapy, um, to fix that, but. There's nothing really to fix because menopause is just a natural state. It's a natural transition in a woman's life and so, you know, if you think about um, kind of more historically you would have Maiden, mother and crone and those were the three stages within a woman's life cycle. Maiden would be child, um, young teen the mother would be your childbearing years. And then Crone is essentially the wisdom keeper, the um, um, village healer. You know, these were were women who were revered and like put on a pedestal because of the knowledge and the wisdom that they had. And that the stories, the lineage, um, the healing qualities that they that knowledge that they had, that they shared with other women in women's circles and groups and things of that nature. Um, And now just in the 1950s and and again, as we're kind of coming, I I feel like we're kind of switching away from that and and moving less towards like this um, fix it idea and more towards, you know, go back to doing what's natural, more natural approach. But, you know, just thinking that, We allowed someone to say that what our bodies as women naturally did was wrong. It's kind of bizarre. (laughs) Like, if you really think about it, that we allowed somebody to go, Hey, I can make a lot of money if I just sell this. Oops, my headset here. If I just sell this pill and tell women that um, this natural process in their body is. A deficiency or a defect or a disease and I'll, I'll make a ton of money and then that kind of goes into um, you know another aspect of this book is that and I'm gonna read straight from the book now but about 70% of the continuing medical ed- education courses that doctors attend are paid for by drug and other medical product manufacturers Um, This book, I believe, was published in 2008, so it is a little over 10 years old, but 70% is a very large number. (laughs) Um, I work in the animal health industry, and even though I don't necessarily have a lot of exposure to human health pharmaceuticals, I do feel that that is accurate in the animal health industry. I mean, I remember working at the vet clinic and you would have the pharmaceutical companies come. You would have the manufacturers for pet food come and they would teach you about certain diseases and why their products prevented, cured um, these ailments and diseases for your pets. And that was your education. That's how you learned is by these pharmaceutical companies, these manufacturers coming in and sharing, prescribing um, their wisdom. So it's interesting if you think about, you know, going to the doctor, how is your doctor, you know, outside of their, and this is not to discredit um, or discredit, Discourage anybody from visiting their doctors. That is not what I'm trying to do here. It's all about bringing awareness and um, Really just kind of putting a different perspective on things and and really um, Encouraging you to do your own research and ask questions and don't just assume that um, What is being prescribed to you is good for you and you know another thing that is talked heavily here is that Every woman is different. Every human is different. Your energetic makeup, your biological makeup is different. My The way that my body works might be different from the way my daughter's body works or my mother's body works or, you know, just because it works for one person doesn't necessarily mean that that regimen, that protocol is going to work for you. So be curious, ask questions, you know, why are they prescribing this medication to you or why are they encouraging you to change your diet this way whatever it may be again it's not to discourage you to you know i think we should all have relationships with our doctor i would like to think that we should get back to this idea that you know it's not this cold um you go in they write your prescription you go out like i want my doctor to know my name i want her to know that i have three kids and that i live on a farm and i drink well water and you know all those different nuances about me so that way she can better prescribe or better care for my personal individual needs I think it's the same reason they ask you like health the um, health forms you know do you have um, historical depression or is there um, thyroid issues in your family liver issues cancer those types of things it's so they can know you better and they can know what to look out for so just um, I just found this book really fascinating and I love the way it's making me look at things just a little differently and asking me to question, um, not necessarily change my beliefs, but question if those beliefs still hold true for me or if there's room for me to grow and expand on what I already believe. So I also wanted to share, um, know so that's a a little bit about menopause that i wanted to talk about but i also want to talk about menstrual periods and just the menstrual cycle in general because i don't know about you but when i was in i think it was fifth grade i remember having sex ed class and the only thing i actually remember from that in fifth grade is when they take the, the tampon and they put it in the water and it like explodes and you're like horrified that you're supposed to put this thing in your body <laughs> and that this process is going to happen to you, right? Um, and I really, this book is really making me think about what the kind of um, knowledge transfer of what a menstrual cycle is, what that looked like for me growing up, and what I want it to look like for my children. So. You know, I think back on being in like middle school. So I started my period when I was 11 and That was really young. That was, you know I was probably the first of my group of friends who started it and so I didn't have um, Necessarily like uh, Peers that I could talk to about what was happening Like I was the first of the, the bunch and so this was like all new to me and it was horrifying like I remember and if anybody's listening to the podcast and you would like to skip ahead a couple of minutes and you're listening out loud or you don't have your earphones in feel free um, not to get tmi but i think we should be able to discuss women's health in a very open and um, free way i think that is one step to making this conversation a little more digestible and a little more um less awkward right because anytime you know Think about it, we call it Aunt Flo. Our Aunt Flo came to visit and, and we have all these metaphors and these um, different ways of saying menstrual cycle or sanitary napkin or you know, talking about what's happening with our bodies in a very like, joking manner. Why can't we just be like, you know, if you think about it like you go to the beach and guys take their shirts off and nobody bats an eye but if I was to carry a tampon out you know walk to the bathroom and be like oh my god she's on her period everybody be freaking out <laughs> and so i think it's just important for us to normalize this process and normalize this conversation so that the next generation like i think about my children what do i want that to look like for them and so you know in middle school i just remember being absolutely horrified that i had to physically go into school when this whole process was happening with my body um i've always suffered from migraines and that is something that i still struggle with i am not a nice person generally the week of my period unfortunately Um, there's usually depression involved a lot of anxiety Um, i'm really short with with my conversation because i'm generally in a lot of pain i get like aura headaches so the lights, the um, too much noise, I get overstimulated very easily, Um, I'm just not a nice person. (laughs) And it's interesting because, you know, this, again, this book, and it's again, Energy Medicine for Women by Donna Eden, but um, she talks about that we've normalized abnormal periods that like the heavy menstrual flows, the uh, migraines, the, the backaches, all these symptoms of menstrual periods, we've normalized this as, as normal and it's not. Like my understanding, just based on what I'm reading, is that, you know, your period should be a pretty basic, um, hello, I'm here, goodbye, I'm gone. And it shouldn't be so stressful and so uncomfortable and you know cramps and and things i mean i think we've all hey Aaliyah thank you for joining i think we've all probably seen the um little videos that they make where they put the pads on the men's like lower abdominal area and it's supposed to be like a period stimulator for cramps and the men are just like doubling over and they can't take it like that's not normal (laughs) that's not how it's meant to be so you know it's really interesting and, and this kind of all ties into your hormones and um, the types of food that you eat are you eating maybe processed milk where it has hormones pumped into it and you know things like your f- girls are having their periods earlier and it's because of hormones in the food and things like that and it's really just kind of asking us to educate ourselves and um, just be aware about what's happening but also you know, normalize the conversation. Um, so, you know, for me, having my menstrual period was completely awkward and terrifying. I actually remember um, I was at my aunt's house for, she was watching us during the summers when I started my period. And I was trying to get a hold of my mom and she was working and I couldn't like, communicate what was happening because I was embarrassed and it was like what the hell do I do (laughs) I'm not at home and god forbid I can't even imagine this happening to a girl at school like what a young girl at school it happening for the first time and like having to go to the nurse's office or having to tell your teacher I need to be excused like how do you have that conversation and not be mortified I could imagine that most likely they're just not gonna have the conversation and deal with it, but it's like, how do we encourage and educate young women, young boys even, where you don't, you know, what if a woman does start her period or a girl and she leaks through, like that is a very real thing. And now she has to, you know, tie a Um, it's not like you bring a change of clothes with you. Probably if you don't play sports or something in school, you probably don't have a change of clothes. So now you're like tying the hoodie around you. And I don't think hoodies are cool anymore. So I don't know what girls do these days, but, um, like, how do we just be like, oh, she has her period. No big deal. Like, how do we get there? How do we change the conversation? So it's not, you know, this is something that some of my family members say is that, never trust anything that bleeds for three days and doesn't die why do we say that (laughs) like why would you not trust me for having a process in my body that is completely normal that every single woman has every single month of their childbearing years that makes no sense to me why would we say this so it's really encouraging us to change the conversation to change how we talk about these things, and not just as as moms and and aunts and sisters, but as fathers and um, you know brothers and uncles. And I have to read. Um, there was one other thing that I I tagged here that I thought was really powerful. So if I can find it, um, this gal here says so you know think about this 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 woman is is um an energy expert i would say and she has a daughter and she kind of imagined you know she's talking about all this stuff that i'm talking about right now in this book and and imagining okay you know my period was crap (laughs) that whole process went down the drain and and that like coming out as a woman was horrible whereas years ago you know, like thousands of years ago, when a child received their period, it was like this whole beautiful process of being initiated into womanhood, and you know, flower petals, and you know, women singing and coming together, and then the child coming into like the hut or the village, um, talking about you know, meeting the village wise woman and and spending time with her and just co-creating all this beautiful magic. And so she's imagining all this and her daughter has her period. And her husband was like, I will handle this. So she's like, okay. And basically um, she says in their talk, he told them calmly and firmly, if you ever get pregnant, don't come home. Like that was his, discussion on periods <laughs> and she was like she she immediately went to her daughter and, and tried to soothe her and at the end of the conversation her daughter was just completely mortified like what the hell is happening to my body What what is going on and she realized in that moment that um the way that she was explaining it her her daughter basically thought her childhood was over she was now an adult and she had to do all these adult things and she couldn't go out and play anymore and um Again, it's really educating ourselves to think about how we want to have these conversations. And I'm a mom of three young girls. And if I think about it, I probably don't want to, but my oldest is seven. I started my period when I was 11. I probably have like three, four years before I have to have this conversation. That's not a long time because she turned seven like that. I don't know how that was possible, but, and it keeps getting faster as they get older. So, how can we have a more nurturing conversation? How can we normalize this a little more? When you're on your period, when you're on your menstrual cycle, whatever you want to call it, your moon time, how do you share this with your children, with your nieces, with your, um, you know, significant other? How do you encourage them to talk about it, and not just you know moon cycles, but menopause as well, as as women get older and they transition into menopause you know going back to what we said earlier it was um, i think 70 percent of education that is given to to doctors and hospitals and um, practices is from pharmaceutical companies we spend thousands of dollars every year on makeup and botox and You watch these videos on Instagram where they're injecting needles and and plumping lips and and it's not to um, discredit or discourage anybody who does any of that. It's to really tune into yourself and ask yourself, why are you doing this? Why are we encouraging young girls to alter their bodies in an unnatural way? Bodies that they were given at birth and and change them to look a certain way that's not real. And this may sound offensive, but just to offer this different perspective, if you had a child with autism or maybe they were born with a cleft or um, some sort of, you know, they were born different. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. Would you encourage them to change who they are genetically to fit into society? I mean, we're, you know, we're, we're talking about, you know, Pride Month here. We're encouraging people to just be who they are, love who you love, be who you are. It doesn't matter. So I'm just fascinated by the more I think about this, you know, how do we... Encourage ourselves to just be who we are be unique as we are and find that beautiful like somebody today Complimented me and said Carrie you look really pretty today. And I was like I do I didn't do anything. You know, I didn't do anything special Um, but I it made me realize how good that made me feel just to have that one little compliment and I encourage us to do the same to Instead of immediately thinking, like when you catch yourself thinking, oh, that person has big thighs or um, baggy eyes or their hair is frizzed, whatever it it is, catch yourself with those comments, catch yourself having comments about that on yourself, because I'm sure we all talk negatively. I mean, we're our harshest critics when we look in the mirror how can you have a conversation with yourself and say you look really pretty today you are so smart you worked really hard today and you should be very proud of yourself how do we change that conversation and change the way that our children grow up and the adults that they are going to be and how they raise their children so that's the whole point of this podcast episode is just to really talk about, you know, how can we normalize these very normal things that happen to women, um, these flux- fluctuations in our body, these changes of going from maiden to mother to crone. You know, it's something that I think about as I'm in my mid 30s and I'm transitioning you know what happens when I transitioned into my 40s what does that look like you know what does how does my health change how do um, the things that I think about change and, and how can I care for my body in a way that is supportive of the changes that that it's going through and it's by probably eating healthier foods and continuing some sort of, of exercise where I'm moving my body my energy in my body Everybody is made up of energy, everything is made up of energy. So, how do you care for that energy that you hold within your body? And I think it's by educating yourself by you know, um, questioning your beliefs, and that can be really hard for some people. And it doesn't mean that you have to change your beliefs, but I do think it's important for us to um, uh, raise our awareness on other people's beliefs. One, it, may make you more firm in the beliefs that you already have but it may also make you realize that there's room for expansion there and that um there's room for more inclusion of other beliefs as well so um yeah i think that is that is probably everything that i have here that i wanted to kind of go over Um, a couple of announcements so If you haven't heard, the Soulful Wildflowers podcast is now a part of the Constellation Lightwork Network, which is kind of about full, but it's super exciting. So if you didn't see, um, I was recently interviewed on the Inner Bloom podcast. That was super fun with some beautiful ladies, Alexa and Ambrosia. And I'm hoping that they'll be able to join us here and um, I'll actually get to interview them and share them and their beautiful talents with you all um but check them out they are on instagram and facebook again it's constellation Lightwork, and you can listen to other podcasts that are a part of that network and you know we're all really just trying to raise raise awareness um all light workers just trying to expand and grow as individuals and help and show others that they can do the same Um, And then the last announcement, so we are in the middle of summer here and I do have several spots open up for coaching. So if that's something that you're interested in, my intuitive coaching package, reach out to me. I would be more than happy to talk with you about what your needs are. Um, You know, my focus is generally if you're feeling lost and overwhelmed, if you are a mom who um, is pouring from an empty cup, you need help understanding how to fill your own cup up first, set firmer boundaries, and maybe play a little bit with intuition, kind of figure out what that is for you, what that means for you. I would love to chat with you and see if I may be of service. So I think that's everything for today. Thank you so much for joining and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Take care. Bye.